Today's year begins eight lines from the top of Daf Lamid Vov. We have a quote from that which we saw back on Daf Lamid Hey Omid Beis, and you can use the arrow that we've provided to the immediate right hand side of the Gemara in order to navigate to find the corresponding arrow also uh, back there on Daf Lamid Hey Omid Beis. The no say the topic heading that we have on the side is Liashev to resolve Stira Pnimis, an internal contradiction Bibraisa that we find in a Brisa Bainyan Ktana Im Chayeves Olel Knas. Do we say that a man who rapes a minor is obligated to pay the fifty shekel knas of the Torah? So now the Gemara. Hamimaenis ein law lo knas velo pitui. A mimaenis is a girl under twelve years old that was married off by her uh, mother or brother in a rabbinic marriage. That uh, girl is not subject if she is raped. She is not subject to uh, receiving the knas for. Uh, a uh, knas is the name of the payment for the rape or pitui for the the payment that would be made in the case of seduction and we now infer hawk tano balmo is law but if you were dealing with a minor in general meaning a minor a little girl under 12 years old that was never uh, married to a man so in the case of amimaenes um, <coughs> we Assume that she has, she's no longer a virgin. So that is the reason sh- that there's no knas payment. The knas payment is made only for the rape of a virgin. But a ktana in general, a minor that was never married, would receive knas money in accordance with which Tanaic opinion is that? Rabbonan he, this would be in accordance with the Rabbonan that argue with Rabbi Meir at the beginning of the parak. The Amri, the Rabbonon hold, Ketano Yesh Lo Knas. Amos Seifa. Now state the continuation, the end of the <coughs> source we just quoted. It says, and you'll also note that this is a represents a long question. The Seifa says, Eilinus Ein Lo Lo Knas Velopitoi. Eilinus is a woman that doesn't reach Nara. She doesn't develop mature normally. So that she, in halachic terms, goes from the Ketano category <coughs> directly into the Bogeres category. So until she reaches, uh, let us say, 20 years of age, until that time, since she's not developing uh, normally or he- uh, properly, she has the status of a Ketana. So when you see Eilinus, you associate that with Ketana. So it says in the Seifa that a, an Eilinus does not, if she's raped, there is no Knas nor Pitui payment. Pitui is the payment for seduction. Well, this is in accordance with also the Rebbe Meir. And we're talking about the same Tanaic source that we quoted three lines above. Here's the second part of the same source that indicates that uh, it's authored by Rebbe Meir. Delmar Ketano Ein Law Knas. Veha a an islandess can be cut nusa yatsa solabegar. 
So Rabbi Meir is of the opinion that a minor does not receive a knas, only a na'ara receives a knas. A na'ara is a girl that develops the pubic hairs at age 12, and it's a period of six months, 12 to 12 and a half, that she is considered a na'ara, at which time she, if raped, would be, uh, the rapist would have to pay the 50 shekel kesef of the Torah. But for a, a girl that's not a nara ktano, a minor, according to Rabbi Meir, there's no knas payment. And the islandess, as is featured in this seifa of the Tanaic source, does not generate a knas payment, indicating that a ktano slash islandess, islandess is an example of a ktano, there is no knas. <clears throat> so now, structurally, we have a Tanaic source uh, that raises the following uh, problem. Reisha, Rabbonon, Vesefa, Rabbi Meir. Should we say that the source is a split authored, which is, uh, throughout the Shas, is something that we don't like to say. In the absence of actual names, to take an unnamed source and say it's authored by two different authors is something very uncomfortable. So, that's what it appears. So, should we say that that's the case over here? The Chitemon, if you try to say, Kula Rebbe Meir, he, that in actuality, the whole source is Rebbe Meir. And, and, and that means that a katana does not receive knas. Like the the seifa would set the tone, showing us it's Rebbe Meir. And regarding the Mimaenes, Sovar law Rebbe Yehuda. And this is a, a very terse uh, line, so but uh, so we need to elaborate. We mentioned a Mimaenes is a girl that is rabbinically married, and the opinion of the Rabbona, not Rabbi Yehuda, but the, the other opinion is that a uh, girl up till 12 years old, if she's rabbinically married, can walk out of the marriage uh, without the, even the need of a, of a get. According to Rabbi Yehuda, the period of time entitled for a Mimaenes to walk out of the marriage extends into the Naros period. So that when you see the source saying Mima'enes does not have knas, we were talking about the Mima'enes, the girl that is able to walk out of the marriage during the Naros period, according to Rabbi Yehuda, and then you would infer the Mima'enes who was married and will assume there's no more virginity, so there's no knas. But a Nara in general, notice how we're making the inference from this type of Mima'enes. A Mima'enes that's entered the Na'arus period. She's over 12 years of age, and she could still be Mima'enes. So the source says she doesn't get a knas, as we said, because she was married, uh, rabbinically, to a uh, to a man, hence lost the virginity. But a Na'ara in general would generate the knas payment if she's raped. So that maybe the uh, author of the source is in accordance with Rebbe Meir, and regarding the rules of Mimaenes, Rebbe Meir holds like Rebbe Huda, enabling us to infer Mimaenes no knas, but a Nara would receive a knas, and that's along the, that is like Rebbe Meir himself holds, that a Nara generates knas and not a ktana. However, in order to say this, you have to accept this point that the Gemara said, that, that Rebbe Meir holds like Rebbe Huda regarding him in Mimaenes. 
However, he doesn't. Does Rebbe Meir hold like Rebuta? You have a Tanaic source where you see a, an explicit controversy between the two. Uh, Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Huda. Until what age can a girl who's rabbinically married walk out of the marriage until she produces the initial two pubic hairs which we'll assume means until age 12 the literal translation is until the the black the black is the is the representation of the hairs gets greater than the lovan than the than the white than the uh, than the non hairs if you will it means it means until she gets until she's older until she re- reaches twelve and a half years of age so uh, you see from this source that Rebbe Mayer and Rebbe the reason we dashed underline their names is to emphasize that. We, we've been focusing on these two shittas, and you see they disagree regarding Mimanis, which we underlined. So far, we haven't made any progress. In other words, we have a brysa from Daflam and Hamid Beis, which indicates the Reisha authored by the Rabbonon, that a Katana in general does receive Knas payment, <clears throat> and the Seifa that says Eilinus, which is associated with a Ketana, no Knas payment. What are we to do? So, we now have a series of triangles, and on the side, under the Mivneh heading, Gimel Tshuvah Shemufim Acharei Hashela. These are three answers that now appear uh, after we have re- raised the question. Elo Rebbe Huda He. The source will be uh, we will say that the source is authored by Rebbe Yehuda and when you read about the Memaenis you have to realize we're saying that a Memaenis is really a representation of a, a Nara but was married so she doesn't have Knas but a, but a Nara in general does receive Knas Nara yes and then Eilinus is a Ketana Eilinus no Knas so we're going to now say Elo Rebbe Hudahi the source is authored by Rebbe Huda, as we just demonstrated when we focused on the Mima Enes being uh, a case of Nara and regarding the Din that a Ketana does not receive a Knas Rebbe Huda holds like Rebbe Meir The Gemara asks, Umi Savar Law, does Rebbe Huda hold like Rebbe Meir with regard to the Ketana? Regarding the din of Ketana, no Knas, Rebbe Huda Marav says, Zudiv Rebbe Meir. That's Rebbe Meir's opinion. Vim Esau, if it were so that Rebbe Huda agrees, it should have, he should have said, Zudiv Rebbe Meir, Vim Rebbe Huda Miboyalei. He should have said that this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Huda, but he doesn't say that. The Gemara responds, Hi Tana, the author of the Brisa that we're dealing with from uh, Lamed Hamid Beis that we quoted above in today's Shir, the author of this Brisa, Sovar Law Karebi Meir Bechado, he holds like Rabbi Meir on one point, namely that Tana no Knas. And that's what it said, uh, that's what the source said regarding the islandess, no knas, meaning katana is no knas. Upolig olei bechadot. And disagrees with Rebbe Meir on another point 
regarding the Mema'enes. And uh, on the regarding the Mema'enes, the author of this Brisa holds that you can, that Miun takes place until Yabra Shachar, until or into the Naras period. So that we have a we'll call it a third opinion. It's a, a nameless Tana, but he subscribes to Rabbi Meir regarding the issue of Tana and doesn't agree with Rabbi Meir regarding Mimainas. Holds like Rabbi Yudah regarding Mimainas, but it's it's not as if it's altered by two different Tanoim. It's one Tana that accepts uh, who collects opinions in different from different Tanoim on different matters, like Rabbi Meir regarding the Tana Einloknas and not like Rebbe Meir regarding the extent of time that a girl can be Mima'enes. Raphram Omar, my Mima'enes, Raphram has a, another approach, he says, what does Mima'enes, and it's said in the source, Mima'enes ain't lo knas, what does that mean? Haru'uya l'ma'in. It, it's not a, refer, a reference to a girl that's actually rabbinically married, it's a girl that's a, a minor, that she is of the age that if she would be married, rabbinically she'd just she'd be able to walk out. So Mimanis really is a code for a ktana. All minors. <clears throat> so that the, when it says in the source, Mimanis ain't loknas, <clears throat> it means it's really like saying ktana ain't loknas. And then the Seifa talks about an islandess, she's a ktana ain't loknas. The Gemara asks, if that's how you're interpreting the word Mimayenes as being simply a code for a minor, Valisnik Tana, so use the simple expression Tana. Why do you use this unusual word Mimayenes and then and expect us to interpret it to mean a Tana? Say Tana! Kasia. Well, that, uh, that's a difficulty in Raphram's approach. We continue uh, with... Uh, with the Gemara, but before we do so, we glance at the side. We have a Nosei Mivne heading. Notice the lettering. We have Aleph, Bays, and Gimel. These are Tanaic sources, Makoros, Sheyesh, Bohem, Stiros. Tanaic sources that, that seem to be contradictory. Aleph and Bays, in, when we see the Aleph and Bays in our Gemara, that is uh, focuses on Eilinus Yesh Loknas. The issue there is, seems to be a contradicting contradiction regarding Eilinus. Does the, does a rape of an Eilinus generate a Knas fifty shekel kesef payment? Between sources Beis and Gimel, we will see Haraishes Veshoita E Yesh Law E Yesh Labal Tainus Besulim Lavsidon Ksubason. The Gemara is going to point out that to present Aleph and Beis as a contradiction and expect us to view that as a problem and, need, and that needs resolution is going to be uh, superfluous because the resolution is going to be so obvious the Gemara is going to be asking why did you even bring in sources Aleph and Beis to, uh, to, 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 to pose a problem when there's no problem so the moral answer, no, the reason that the source, uh, the source base was quoted was because it, uh, the, uh, in, in, the, in the discussion, they, they wanted to show a contradiction between Bayes and, and a third source, Gimel. So that we sort of, uh, we didn't, either we uh, jumped to conclusions prematurely or we just, we didn't... Uh, understand what the intention of the questioner was. But when we see sources Bayes and then Gimel, we will notice a contradiction regarding a imbecile, it's a shoiter, a deaf mute, 
these uh, if it's, you have a girl that's a haracious or a shaita, and um, the uh, um, she marries a man, can the man uh, uh, after he consummates the marriage with the haracious or shaita? Can he claim that I, I didn't find her to be a virgin like I thought? And uh, with that claim, he would then be mafsid. He'll cause the girl, the wife, to lose her ksuba. <clears throat> so now we turn to the Gemara. Ailinus ain law lo knas pitui. Okay, this we saw already. We saw this quoted above. It's from the Brisa. Um, now we raise a contradiction to that. The source bays. Number of different women are featured here. All we have to do is just use navigate with the markings. The source Aleph, we dashed underlined in a horizontal dash underlining. Island is saying no knas. In source base, Island is yes knas. And don't forget, we said just a few moments before in our previous section of Gemara that Island is represents a ktana, a minor. So source Aleph is saying the minor no knas, and the second source saying minor does receive knas. The Gemara asks, so what, why? You, th- you feel there's a contradiction in Eilin? What's the contradiction? Ha, Rabbi Meir, ha, Rabbonin. Source Aleph is in accordance with Rabbi Meir that said that Ketana does not receive a Knas. And the source base that indicates the Ayunis, which we associate with a Ketana, does generate a Knas payment upon her being raped. That's in accordance with the Rabbonin. In fact, Udekori law, my Kori law, what did the questioner have in mind when he, after presenting source Aleph, he presented source base? There's obviously no contradiction here. So what was his what was his havamina inciting source base? Answer: You know why he cited source base? Not to contrast it with source Aleph, but mishum the islay lemirmo achriti iluya, because he had a different, an additional source to raise as a contradiction against it, meaning the base source. So what's the other source that is, is raised as a contradiction against base? The Gimel source. And now our focus is not on Eilinus anymore, but on Haratius and Shoita. It says in source Gimel, HaHaratius v'ashoita v'habogeres umukas eitz ein lohen tainus besulem. There are there's quite a few, there's a lot of detail in this source, but in Gemara markings, as I'm sure you're, if you're not a first-time listener, you know that we want to focus on the, the, on the main point that's bothering the Gemara, not necessarily translating all of the points in the source. So, in this source, you see Haratius uh, and Shaita, uh, the Bogaris, a girl over 12 and a half, Mukase, it's a girl that experienced impact in that part of the female anatomy. It says in this source that ain't Lohan Tainus Basulum, that if a, uh, when they marry, the husband, upon discovering to, in his, uh, according to his feeling, his opinion, that she's not a virgin, he can't come to the court making such a claim and, uh, and expect that to be accepted for her to lose the Ksuba. Uh, that a uh, woman in general is entitled to receive. Hasum of Eilunis, Yeshla and Tainus Besulim, a is a blind woman, the Eilunis, 
is the girl we described before is not developing properly. Uh, there, the husband can put in the, he can advance the tainus basulim. Um, sumo ein law tainus basulim. So you have a machlokis between the Tanakamo and Rabbi Meir, quoted by Sumchus regarding the blind woman. That will be discussed later in the Gemara. But for our purposes, let's again review the main problem. In source space, Chareshis and Shaita, when they get married, the, the husband, if he had assumed she is a, a, a virgin and discovers otherwise, he can, um, he can make that claim in court. In other words, it's a reasonable thing for the husband to expect her to be a basula and uh, he will be believed if he claims that she's not. According to source Gimel, the husband would not be believed. Uh, he doesn't have the tainus psulim. And, and generally speaking, when we say he's not, he doesn't have that, that right to taina, it's uh, either because uh, she will be believed in her claim against or he had no right to expect it in the first place. So, there, on, a, on, a, on a superficial level, you see a contradiction. Haratius and Shaitas, does the husband have a chance at winning his, his uh, claim of, I didn't find her to be a basula, and as a result, l- cause her to lose the ksuba? Omar Rav Sheshis, Lo Kashia. Ha Rabbi Gamliel, Ha Rabbi Yoshua. Very simply, source Gimel is authored by Rabbi Gamliel, where we've seen him in the first parak where he gives believability to the woman. The, in other words, we listen to the, hus- the woman's side over the man. Now, if we look in, the, in Rashi, toward the end of the narrow lines, if a woman says, if she claims that after I was already married, I was raped, and at the point we were married, I was a besula, and hence I deserve a 200, a full payment ksubah. She's believed. Uh, she's believed against a husband making a counterclaim uh, that that before he married her she was already had lost her virginity. Hachanami, here too, Ein Lotinus Basulim, the phrase we saw in, in source Gimel uh, that said Ein Lotinus Basulim Lahafsida Ksubasa. He doesn't have regarding her, a tainus besulim, in order to cause her to lose the ksuba. The Amrinon, we say as follows, Yehava pikhis litoin havetoana mishirastani neanasti. If she was of sound mind, the source features a haratius and a shaita. These are people, women, not of sound mind. But had they been of sound mind, they would have countered the husband's claim that I found you to be not a besula, by saying, I was raped after I was already married to Mahamnon, she would have been believed. So since, in potential, she would have been believed, because had she been of sound mind, now that she's not, he cannot cause her to lose, because her counterclaim, had it been made, would have been the winning argument. But that, that's in accordance with Rabbi Gamliel's approach to a uh, husband-wife um, argument. And the source base that said the husband can put in the claim, that's in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua who said we wouldn't believe her even if she did make the taina.
even if she did say Mishirastani Nanasti, we wouldn't rely on her. The Gemara asks, Amar the Shamus Lei the Ramuliel Hecho de Kotano Ihid. Ramuliel says we would believe her against the husband where she makes an actual claim, naming she says I was raped after I was married. Hecho de Lo Kotano, where she doesn't make the claim. Here you have a deaf mute; she can't make the claim. Hecho de Lo Kotano I Mi Shamus Lei. Would we uh, believe? Would we uh, accept her side? She didn't make the claim. The Gemara says, "In yes, we will give her strength." Since Ramliel said that if she would have made the claim, if she would have been able to make the claim and made the claim, she would have been believed. In a case like this where she can't make the claim, she's a deaf mute. We are to open our mouths on behalf of the mute. We're supposed to taina on their behalf, and. As we said, Ramamliel gives believability to her argument over the man. So it's as if we're tining on her behalf. Vahabogeres ain law tainas besulim. We saw this above. The, uh, in the quote, we have a little star to the immediate right hand side of the more, which you can align with the star above. The Bogeres, a girl over 12 and a half, when a uh, husband. Uh, marries her and discovers her not to be a virgin uh, he cannot advance that as a claim to cause her to lose the ksuba Rav says that a man that marries a Bogaris means he's marrying a girl over 12 and a half and they have their we'll call wedding night intimacy there is, in general, uh, a, a, a fear that in the course of intimacy, if a, if a woman sees blood uh, from that part of her anatomy, we would, we would be worried that maybe it's menstrual blood, it's nidah, and the couple would have to cease from their intimacy. However, on the, on the wedding night, it says, Rav says, we allow the couple to have... Uh, repeat acts of intimacy even if she is experiencing a blood flow because we're assuming it's not menstrual blood but rather it's blood from the uh, from the breaking from the severing of the membrane uh, which we call it's an injury it's not menstrual blood originating from within the woman's reproductive uh, constitution but rather from the breaking of that membrane and the birth canal that's we call the virginity and as a result of that, that's not tome blood. That's not blood that defiles or causes impurity, that and which would cause prohibition between husband and wife. And therefore, the uh, the entire night, any blood she sees, we're associating with dam besulim. But in simple terms, what that means for us is that the bogeres is assumed to <coughs> have. Besulim there. Otherwise, how can if we say the besulim is not there, how could we allow this couple to have repeat acts of intimacy while she's seeing blood on that first night? So the problem, just to repeat, before we said Bogaris Ain Latinus Besulim indicating there's no expectation to, of any Besulim to be present, and Rav says, Yes, there is the presence of Besulim, the virginity is present. 
The Gemara continues at the top of Omid Beis. If a husband would claim, you know, I had intimacy and I didn't see any blood, that would be a claim that we would listen to. That's a claim that the husband can make, even with regard to a bogeres. The source that says bogeres ain't lotainis basulim, meaning where the husband cannot make the claim, uh, is a case to be the kotoyin. He's he's saying the kotoyin tainis pesach posuach. He's saying that when I had uh, when I I as the male uh, did the penetration in the act of intimacy, I felt it was already open. Well. The, the the feeling of openness means that the the uh, birth can, the canal the um, uh, entry point is is wide relatively speak I didn't feel any resistance well of course you're not going to feel any resistance in the case of a bogeres because it expands it opens up more just because she is maturing she's developing she's growing uh, but the basulim is actually still there. It's just open so that he doesn't feel. He feels Pesach Pasuch, that the opening is already opened, but it's not an indication that she had lost the uh, virginity uh, uh, through uh, prior uh, intimacy or impact or whatever. So that if he claims that I felt it was open, we don't listen to that. and he's, He can't through that claim that she doesn't deserve a ksuba of 200 that's, that's, that's uh, deserving of a basula, of a virgin. But if he says, I didn't see any blood, the blood is expected to be seen. And if he doesn't see that, uh, then we will take his uh, taina uh, seriously. He, has some, he, has, he is making a, a real claim. And we take a look at Rashi at the top. Hochina means yes, in fact, he would have the right to claim the Tainus Basulim. In the case of the source, the Tanakh source that said, If he's tining, he's claiming that I felt it open already. Add the husband said, I had intimacy and I didn't see any blood. That is a true claim. The source that says that she has, there is no claim of Tainus Basulim. The Kotain Vilomar, where he is saying, and as far as the blood, I didn't check it out. I didn't, I was, I didn't pay attention whether or not there was blood. But I just felt it was open. It was an, it was, uh, an easy penetration. With regard to a marriage between a man and a minor, or a gnara, under 12 and a half, uh, the, uh, uh, he is able to make such a claim. Even though he can't prove it, it's just saying it's a feeling that he had at the time. Amrinon, we say he must be telling the truth because a person, a man who who is in the time of the Gemara, was the one who made who he is the one that that sponsored that paid for the entire lavish wedding meal. He wouldn't put himself to so much trouble just to cause it or to to uh, to lose it to, for it to be a total loss. Um, as, a, as just as a as a non uh, wedding would be based on his claim that it's all off. 
So if he's making the claim, it must be that he's it's, he's sure of it. Because otherwise, to make a false claim just to pr- pr- save him the the ksuba money, he wouldn't do that after spending so much money for the meal. When she uh, matures, so the the rachma, the rechem, the entrance, we'll say in this case, uh, to the uh, woman's anatomy is not so narrow as it used to be. The domelo kiilu pesach posoch, and it it appears to him as to his feelings uh, as if it's open. When in real, when in reality, it's simply it's not open through having been broken. It's open through having been widened. So that he can't claim that she uh, had uh, lost her virginity through an act of intimacy or some other uh, reason uh, beforehand. Sumchus Omer, we continue in the Gemara on the third line from the top. Sumchus Omer, Mishum Rabbi Meir, Sumo Ein Law Tainus Basulam, a blind woman. When she gets married, so the husband cannot claim, I didn't find the Basulam which I expected. My time of the Sumchis, based on what the Sumchis say that, Omer Bizeru Nation Echbetis Al Gabi Karka. Because uh, blind women fall, they experience impact, and in, through that impact, the Basulim uh, will, will be torn away. And that's why the husband will not find the basulim. So he can't, he can't claim, oh, I, I thought she was a basula and, I, I, and, and, and she's not. The Gemara asks, all women fall at some point in their lives and, uh, and yet we say that a man can make the tainus basulim. The Gemara answers, Kulu, all other women, and with regard to all other women, when they fall, if they... Uh, see blood, they will run and show it to their mothers, and the, the then it will be established. No, my daughter is no longer a basula, and uh, if they don't inform, if they uh, then then uh, they are causing um, they are causing a uh, a mistake on his part, and he can make the claim. He's a girl who fell and experienced bleeding over there. Uh, would have to be. Um, it would have to be announced or ruled that she's no longer uh, a basula and if they remain if if it happened and they didn't do that so then he has a claim Zu, the blind girl Eina Roya she doesn't see the Eina Maralima and as a result of that when she falls even if it does if there's some type of blood flow she's not going to show it to her mother because she doesn't see it in the first place and uh, the husband knows all of this ahead of time. Therefore, it's not considered a. It's not as considered as if he was duped uh, when marrying her and then discovering that she's not a basula. He should have taken that into consideration all all along. The um, a, the translation is a girl who. Uh, had to leave her marriage <clears throat> because of the shame raw, the claim made by her husband that she had been with another man in intimacy. So, a uh, someone who then marries her, uh, uh, sorry, actually, someone who rapes her does not have to pay kenas or pitui. Think more that this source doesn't make any sense. A, a, a woman who has to leave the marriage because of the uh, 
because of the the claim and the that uh, the claim that she was within intimacy with another man. Baskila, if she was if she had intimacy as a married woman with another man, she is to be stoned. So, uh, um, of course. Uh, of course, there's no uh, payment made in the case that she's raped. Omar Rav Sheshes Hochi Ko Omar Mi Shiyotza Oleh Hashem Rabbi Aldusa. What the source is saying is not talking about a a married woman that had been uh, unfaithful and uh, with an intimate in, in intimacy with another man. It's not talking about that at all. It's talking about a girl who, in her youth. Um, had been the subject of rumors, uh, subject of rumors that she was uh, she was with other men, one night stands, uh, uh, flings, in law loknas velopitoi. When she is uh, actually raped, so then the rapist will not have to pay uh, for this kind of girl that had already been the uh, subject of rumors. He will not have to pay Knas nor Peter. Bearing in mind, once again, that Knas and Peter are payments when a girl who is a virgin is raped. But a girl that was the subject of rumors, it's leading us to uh, suspect whether she was really a virgin when the rape took place. <laughs> the uh, Rashi across from here says, Ella. Oh, let's uh, actually let's go back to the Gemara before we took a look at Rashi. Omar Rav Papa Shmamino. From what we just said, that uh, as a result of uh, rumors, we see that no payment is to be made. We draw the fo- we um, we draw the following conclusion. Rav Papa says Shmamino. Hi Shtoraya. A document concerning which rumors went out that it is a forgery. Lo magvinon bay. We would not collect a malva, someone who loaned money uh, with uh, with this star, claiming that this is his proof of the loan that he extended. He won't be able to collect with it. Just like the girl won't be able to collect the knas payment because of rumors concerning her. Gemara raises a long question. Uh, and on the side under the same Mivne heading you can see we feature a triangle and we also indicate Shlovim, these are stages uh, stages in clarifying Rav Papa's law that in Bovel we would not uh, collect uh, with a document concerning which there was uh, rumors of it being a forgery so the, uh, the Gemara continues Hechi uh, Domi. What are the circumstances behind Rav Papa's din? E Lema. Uh, we didn't. We uh, see. We triangles. We explained the double underline uh, that appears very shortly the, under the word the Kavasa. We uh, on the side of the more explain Hakbala. Hakbala means a parallel. Hakbala ben Shem Hora Aloisha b'Shem Hora Shiotzalashar. We want when we speak about. The rumors concerning the document, uh, the uh, uh, veracity, the uh, authenticity of the document, we have to parallel that with the nature of the rumor concerning the girl. So, what are the circumstances? 
If you're talking about a star concerning which there was a, a curl, curl is a rumor, murmurings, literally a voice, that this is a forged document. The parallel case in the uh, Tanaic source that Rav Sheshis was explaining, the parallel would be uh, that rumors went out that she is a she engages in harlotry. Rava says that a woman concerning whom there is there are there are rumors that she is a engaged in harlotry, we don't pay any attention to that. And Rashi adds, Afilulikuhuna means she be kosher and she can marry a Kohen and we don't have to assume that she engaged in harlotry and uh, harlotry involves her being uh, being um, in intimacy with people that would ruin her for the Kahuna. But we don't take that into consideration. So the case of the star, if that was the rumor that the rumor is that this is a forged document, we wouldn't pay any attention to that. What do you mean then that why would Rav Papa say that a star reya, a, a, a weakened document, you wouldn't be able to collect with it? Ella, rather the case of the woman must be the osu betre viamri two men testified lididu. This girl, or this woman, had sought us out for acts of intimacy. Of two men that testify, not, we're not talking about a mere rumor and murmurings, but two men testify that uh, she sought them out for intimacy. Okay, that's as far as the woman is concerned. Now, the parallel to the case of the star, the kavasa, so that, uh, by the way, in this triangle then, we're, ex- we're describing the the women, which the woman, which would be the case of the source that said a woman Shemra that means two witnesses testify that she sought them, these men out in for intimacy. So she would lose, she would not be able to receive kanas or pitui if she would be raped. So now, what's the parallel to the case of the document? The kavasa, ha the osu Amri, Two witnesses come and say, lididu omalu Two witnesses say that the that the Malve, the the the, the lender in this uh, document, he sought us out to forge a document for him. So, since we said by the woman that if she sought them out for uh, isura for uh, for harlotry, uh, she loses her. Or halachic status of virginity regarding collecting knas, so the Rav Papa would then have concluded from that if two men, two witnesses claim that the lender here he sought us out for forging for him a document. The Gemara says, but still that that is, is that doesn't explain things. Bishlamahasam shrichi putzim. The case in the, of the woman, I can understand that she would lose uh, her knas uh, ability to collect knas because there are, if uh, the, just like she sought these men out, there are a lot of loose men out there that would have intimacy uh, in a uh, harlotrous fashion, 
Elohocha, but here in the case of the star, if the the lender is someone who has gained the status of someone seeking out uh, uh, false falsehood and forgeries, does that mean all of the Jewish people are suspect in forging? The Gemara says, Hochanami, here too, in the case of the, the document, came into Komahadir Azufa, since he's been uh, proven by the two witnesses to be an individual seeking out forgery, Amar Ziyufi Zayev Vikosav. We ought, we'll conclude that he himself, even if you correctly say that all of the rest of the Jewish people are not suspect in forging, but once he has demonstrated his interest in having a forged document, we will assume that he himself learned how to uh, how to prepare a how to forge signatures and prepare a forged document. So just like uh, the source, as we interpreted under the with the second triangle, two men claimed that uh, she had sought them out for harlotry. Rav Papa is able to conclude a document concerning which uh, witnesses, two men, will say that the lender in this document sought us out for forgery. It is probably a document that the lender himself forged, and therefore we wouldn't collect. We wouldn't enable him the. The lender's name appears in the start to collect with it. Uh, on the side, we have a under the no say the topic heading. We wrote the Bamishna Rishimish class. We'll see a, a list of women that would not uh, generate a knas payment. The Mishnah, the Elu She'en Lohen Knas. The following women, if they would be would be raped, they um, would not uh, uh, generate a knas 50 shekel kesef payment on the part of the rapist. Habo al hagiores valashvuya valashivcha sheniftu v'shenizgairu v'shenishtachru yuseros al benoyz sholoshonim v'yom echad. A a kiores is a convert. Shvuya, a woman who had been taken into captivity, and a shivcha, a bondmaid. Sheniftu. Sheniftu means redeemed. That's parallel to the number two in the opening list that was uh, redeemed. And Nisgairu, that is number one, converted. And Shishtachru is a bondmaid who is set free, who, uh, who uh, receives her freedom if these took place, Yiseros uh, above three years and a day in age. So let's take let's take one example. A girl was converted over three years and a, and, a, and a day. In the event that a girl like that would be raped, so the rapist would not have to pay a, a, a fine of fifty shekel kesef on the grounds that she is in all, she's not viewed anymore as a virgin. Rebuta Omer Shvuya Shenifte Sarehi Bekedushasa. On regarding number two, Rebuta takes exception, and he says that a girl who was taken into captivity and redeemed, she maintains her uh, original uh, sanctity, and if she would be raped, there would be a knas payment. Afapishigdola, even though she is already a gedola, she's 
certainly, even if she's over three years of age, that she was um, released from captivity, she would still be entitled to a, a, a knas payment. One who has uh, rapes his, his daughter or his granddaughter, Albas Ishto, Albas Benov, Albas Bito, or his wife's daughter uh, or wife's granddaughters, Ain Lohan Knas. There is no Knas uh, payment. There is no knas payment because for that very act he is now guilty of a, of a cap of capital punishment, uh, which is uh, carried out by the court. It's a very simply stated court execution. And anyone who uh, is guilty of court execution does not pay financial penalties. Shinemar, the Posuk says that the Imloyason, the Posuk, without getting into the background right now, we've discussed this Posuk very often in the past, but the Posuk is saying if there is no death, then there is Onoshianish, then there is a financial penalty that must be paid, leaving us to conclude that. If there would be a case of death, if there would be a case of murder, uh, which is a capital offense, then we would not say on no shionish, then there would be no payment made. The topic heading on the side under the Nosei, Mivne heading, you see a diamond is featured. Machlokis Reb Yochanan Here we see Reb Yochanan, a few lines later, Rabba appears in the diamond, in Yesh Lomar, the Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Doisa, Omru, Dovor Echad. We have uh, two Tanoim. Rabbi Yehuda, we saw in the Mishnah, regarding the Shvuya. And uh, Rabbi Dosa is another Tana whose uh, name will appear in a Tanaic source, who also addresses the issue of a Shvuya regarding a different topic. Uh, should we say that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Dosa uh, agree? They say the same thing. The Shvuya, if they speak to Shosa Kaima, that a captive Jewish woman who is redeemed is said to retain her Jewish sanctity, which means, we didn't explain this before, but it means that she had not had intimacy with the uh, Gentile captors. The Gemara. Omar Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yudav, Rabbi Doisam, Echad. These two Tanoim say, in effect, the same thing. We have a little arrow to the immediate right-hand side of the Gemara. You can see pointing to the line where Rebuta appeared above, where Rebuta said that a, a shvuya, a captive woman that is redeemed, she is said to have retained her sanctity and not been uh, party to um, um, intimacy with the captors. And if she is raped, so she would receive the the knas payment would be made. That's Rabbi Yuda. Rabbi Dosa de Sanya. We have a Tanaic source now. Rashuya Oichelis Betruma Divrei Rabbi Dosa. Shvuya, a woman who had been in captivity, if she was, let's say, a Bas Kohen, uh, she is able to continue eating Truma. Truma is the tithe given to Kohanim. 
a girl who had experienced forbidden intimacy uh, for, with uh, with four examples. We say forbidden intimacy. Uh, we'll will make reference specifically to intimacy with a Gentile. That would disqualify her from continued truma eating. So the uh, this source has Rabbi Doso telling us that a shvuish chelus b'truma. Divrei Rabbi Doso, Amar Rabbi Doso, v'chima also lo aravi halos. Aravi is a, an Arab uh, representative of uh, the captors, the Gentile captor. Uh, because he fondled her, he touched her in, in we'll say, private parts. Uh, does that mean Apostle Menachuna? Miechlo Ben literally means it says he he fondled her between her breasts. But it, it's representative of of uh, of uh, maltreatment, but not actual intimacy. Just because the captor engaged in that type of mistreatment, does that render her unfit to the kuna? No, absolutely not. And the the point is, is that it's true that captors will will uh, treat their captive women lightly, but they they only do that for some, for superficial fun. But they don't they won't actually. Uh, we are not going to assume that they actually go all the way in intimacy with their captive women. So, what is Rabbi Dosa saying? He's saying that the captive woman is not uh, not suspect of having been the victim of intimacy with the Gentile captors, and that's what Rebuta in the Mishnah said as well. Alma Rabba, and here we have Rabba with a long marking. Uh, Rabba says Dilma Lohi. Maybe this parallel is not really so. Adkan Lokoma Rebuta Hacha Rebuta's point in the Mishnah that Joseph Kaimo and as a result of that the a, an eventual rapist will have to pay knas Elo Niskar. The fact that the rapist has to pay knas and knas as we said before is indic- indicative of his having raped a virgin. But the Gemara is saying now it doesn't mean the fact that he'll have to pay doesn't mean that we're viewing her as an actual version, but we want him to pay because we don't want a sinner. A sinner is a person who commits an act of rape. We don't we don't want him to get off scot free. We don't want him to benefit. This guy we don't want him to to profit, meaning to save himself the fifty shekel kesef. So that Rabbi Huda's point in the Mishnah of the Shvuya Shenifteis which in effect meant that this girl eventually if she's raped the rapist will have to pay he has to pay because we don't want him having uh, having committed a rape without having to pay for it but that's not a sure sign that she is she has really retained her virginity after all she was in captivity with Gentiles so Abel Hassan but regarding Truma Karabolan Svirolei the Tana Rabbi will agree, will hold like the Rabbonon, the other opinions that disagree with Rabbi Dosa. And she'll be considered Becheskas Be'ula. She'll be considered having the status of, yes, having had intimacy, thereby disqualifying her from the Truma. Inami, uh, alternatively, or we could say additionally, Ad Khan Lokom Rabbi Dosa Likewise, to say that 
Rabbi Dosa would necessarily agree with Rabbi Yudah, not so. It could be that up till this point, Rabbi Dosa says what he does, that the Shavuya can eat Truma, Elabit Truma de Rabbonin. Where you're dealing with Truma nowadays, Rashi adds Truma Bismanazeh, which is rabbinic. Even if she was actually involved with intimacy, the, the, the uh, problem of her eating truma nowadays would only be rabbinic. So in the case of ca- a captive woman, where we're not sure she had intimacy. It's a suffix. It's a matter of doubt. So the rabbis did not impose their rabbinic restriction in a case of doubt. So uh, Rabbi Dosa said she can continue eating truma, which is the rabbonah. Avo knas, but the payment of knas, which is deoraisa, and Rashi adds importantly, it involves our removing money from someone's possession, from the rapist's possession. It's called apuki mamona, to remove money, to, to extricate money, to uh, 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 collect money from someone. Knas, which is uh, in order to do that. You'll have to, uh, we will categorize Knas in the realm of something that's Torah based, Kirabonon Svirole. Uh, the uh, opinion of Rebbe Dosa would reflect the opinion of the Rabbonon regarding Knas. Not like Rebuda, but like the Rabbonin in the Mishnah that said that there is no knas. We don't have the right to uh, extricate payment from someone uh, in the case of doubt. Even though it's a matter of doubt, we can't take money. We can't collect money from him. It's something that's rabbinic, so the rabbis can legislate when their rules apply and when they don't. But when you're dealing with something that's uh, of, a, of a Torah origin, uh, we have to go according to the rules. And you can't extricate uh, money, uh, financial payment, when there's an, a matter of doubt. We continue. With, we continue now with a, uh, with a question. In other words, till now, uh, Rabbah made his point against Rabbi Yochanan that you can't parallel uh, Rebbe Yehuda with Rebbe Dosa. Now, Abaye asks on a point that Rabbah made. And the question lasts a few lines. Rabbah had said that Rebbe Yehuda in the Mishnah that said Kaima is a function not of her being an actual uh, basula, a uh, remaining a virgin, but rather it's more from the our interest on the rapist side of things of making him pay. Omar le Abaye, the time the Rebuta here in the Mishnah is is that really his reason? Our and not and not something that's because of the basic law? The Hotanya Rebuta Omer, Shvuya Shinishbase, Hare he Bikadushasa, she retains her uh or sanctity, afinu bas eser shonim ksubosam osayim. Even if she had been uh, in captivity at, at age ten, when uh, she eventually gets married, she is entitled to a full-fledged ksuba uh, financial guarantee from her husband. What uh, sinner is involved over? There's no issue of sinning in there. 
and and yet by the fact that she's getting a full suba of two hundred zuz, that shows that she's viewed as a basula, regardless of any chote niskar considerations. So you see that reviewed is not based. Reviewed in the Mishnah regarding the shvuya and the knas payment and the the knas that has to be paid is something coming from what we call ikur hadin, not because of uh, our our stringency against the sinner. The Gemara says, not so. The fact that you see 200 zuz paid over here is not is again not a reflection of our <coughs> certainty that she is a virgin, but rather nami dilmo mimni nasvi law. It's a rabbinic intervention that we say, listen, we want her to receive a ksuba of 200 zuz because otherwise people are not going to want to marry her. So as we said, just to reiterate, the uh, position of Rebuta in the Mishnah and the position of Rebuta here regarding the Ksuba Masayim uh, in the case of the Shivuya is not a reflection of her being a definite virgin. It's not a reflection of our certainty that she was not defiled. The Gemara continues with a question. It's a long question. We also have another marking. On the side, the double underline under the Mivne heading is featured. Havlotas, we're going to highlight the Sovereign Buddha, etc. The Gemara, you're going to see this type of question. This style question appears twice. You'll see it. And we've marked it off number one. You'll see a little, a little one on the. Uh, to the immediate left-hand side of the Gemara text, and on the top line of, of Lamed Zaman Aleph, there is a number two. So the Gemara asks, V'sova Rabbi Yehuda B'Kedushosa Kaimo Would Rabbi Yehuda say that a Shvuya retains her Kedusha? And we're going to add over here that by saying she retains her Kedusha, so we would uh, allow her to uh, marry a Kohen. Would Rebuta say such a thing? Vihatanya. Hapoidis Ashvuya Isaena. One who redeems a captive woman, so he's entitled to marry her. If he is a witness, and uh, the thinking right now is that we're talking about the one who redeemed her, if he serves as a witness, and he happens to be a Kohen, and he's testifying that she was uh, uh, not defiled, he cannot marry her. This source, by the way, the Gemara will point out, has, is, is fraught with difficulties. Uh, In other words, the reliability of this source is going to be brought into question. But we'll see that later in the Gemara. Rebuta Omer, Beinkach u Beinkach lo Yisoena. Whether he's uh, redeemed her, he's testifying about her her, uh, purity, this guy cannot marry her. If he's a Kohen, he cannot marry her. 
So we seem to have a problem. Originally, we said uh, in the name of Rebuta, she retains her sanctity. And by saying she retains her sanctity, we assume that that means she can marry a Kohen. Uh, on the other hand, in this source, Rebuta is saying that uh, Kohen cannot marry her. So let us skip the bracketed section, just a couple of lines, which brings us to the third wide line. Omar Rav Papa. Amor say thusly, Rebut Omer, Benkach, Benkach, Esau, Eno. He is able to marry her, making that consistent with Rebuta having said regarding the Shvuya, Bekdushasa Kaima, that he, the Kohen, is allowed to marry her. Now we'll go over the we'll go over that again, but first we go back to the bracketed section. We read this Tanaic source, we find that it's inherently contradictory. Amris, you said on the one hand, that the one who redeems the captive woman, he, uh, and of course we're assuming that we're talking about a Kohen, that uh, a Kohen who in general is not allowed to marry a woman who was, who was um, uh, party to intimacy with a Gentile, here we're talking about a woman that had been in captivity with Gentiles. If she is redeemed, and you're a Kohen, so the beginning of the source said, Yisaino, he can marry her. And then you said, Because he testified about her her um, fidelity or her, her sanctity, uh, he shouldn't be allowed to marry her. But you said just a moment ago, if he redeemed her, he's able to marry her. Ha lo kashya. The ratio of the source, the beginning of the source, really is not a difficulty. Hochi komar. Let us read it as follows. Ha poide es hashvuya umeid ba isoena. A person who uh, put out money to redeem her, and he testifies that she had not been uh, in intimacy with the Gentile captors, and, and he's a Kohen, he's allowed to marry her. And Rashi explains, if he wasn't sure of her purity, uh, he wouldn't have laid out the money. The, uh, in, in context, it's he, he, he redeemed her in order to be able to marry her. So, he wouldn't have laid out the money to marry a woman that would be forbidden to him. Mayid ba kidi, if we have a case of someone who did not lay out any money, simply testified that uh, she remained um, pure, did not have intimacy with the captors, lo yisaina. There, we don't allow him to marry. We're, su- we're suspect, as Rashi says, shema ain of no Maybe he's simply overcome with desire. But we, we don't say that when a guy is laying out money as well. Mikol Mokon, Kashiel Rebihuda. We still have the problem with regard to Rebihuda. Because in the Mishnah, Rebihuda said that the Shvuya is Bekdushasa. And here in this source, we have Rebihuda saying, Lo Yisani cannot marry her. Omar Apopo Emo. So Apopo says you have to restate this Tanaic source to, to say as follows Rebihuda Omer, Benkach, Ubenkach, Yisoena. Whether he's uh, laid out money or he merely testified, he is allowed to marry her. Because we assume she was not party to intimacy with the captors. Rav Huna says, keep the original source 
with Rebuta saying Lo Yisana as is. Rebuta Ledivram de Rabbanan Kamalu. Rebuta, when he says in the source, Lo Yisana is speaking according to the Rabbanan, meaning he's not reflecting his own opinion. And it reads, it's to be understood as follows. Ledivram, personally, Bankachu Bankach Yisana. Either way, the, the whether he's a person who re, who laid out money or he testifies about her purity and he's a Kohen, he's allowed to marry her because she retains her Kedusha. El but according to you, you should have been consistent in saying that he should not be allowed to marry her. Now, when we read the original source, it, it, it said that if he's if he redeems her, so he can re- according to the rabbonin again. Uh, if he redeems her, he can marry her. If he testifies about her, he cannot re- he cannot marry her. The rabbonin the rabbonin respond. Hapoida is a If he does both, he redeems her and testifies about her purity. He is allowed to marry her, and the reason lo shodi in zuzi bichti, as we saw before, and we explained before when we noted Rashi, a person would not throw out his money; he wouldn't spend his money for nothing. If he's laying out money, uh, sort of like, uh, backing up his claim that she is fit for me, so he must know a thing or two, he, and he's, he's sure that she is still pure. He wouldn't lo shodi zuzi. Lo shodi means to to throw out. Uh, Inish Zuzi people wouldn't throw out their Zuzi their money for nothing. But if he merely testified without laying out money, uh, he can't marry her. Maybe he simply overcome with uh, with desire. His 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 eyes desire her, meaning he's overcome with desire. But it's and it's not indicative of certain purity. And as a coin, he cannot marry her. That's the opinion of the Rabbonin. Romi lay Rav Papa bar Shmuel Rav Yosef. Uh, Rav Papa raises a problem uh, to Rav Yosef. And we continue at the top of Lamed Zion. The Sava Rav Yehuda, does Rav Yehuda hold that the Shibuya is still in a state of sanctity, of purity? We have a Tanaic source. Uh, there's uh, uh, markings that you should pay attention to. Uh, the source uh, says Hagiyora Shinizgaira, a girl that converted the Rosodam Rabuda Omer Daya Shaita. When she sees uh, uh, blood after she converted, um, this source is referring to laws that have to do with. Nida, a menstruant woman, and her uh, ability or lack thereof of defiling things she touches, she touches uh, once she experiences dots. So Rebuta says that the Gioras that converted, uh, and, and right after her uh, conversion, she sees a blood flow, menstrual appearance. Rebuta says, Dayashaita, it's enough that we are metama things from this point onwards. There's no retroactive. Uh, defilement, and uh, I know that we're 
saying things that might sound abstract or a little difficult because this is a, a very uh, an, an extensive topic in Maseches Nida where there are other opinions regarding the defilement that we impose upon things she touched. So according to this opinion, when she sees the blood, from that point she, in, she imposes defilement on, on, on fruits, vegetables, on items that she touches. Uh, uh, things that otherwise uh, would, would not have been defiled. Now, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Harehi Kechol Hanoshim, she is like any regular Jewish woman, there is retroactive tuma. Uh, now, here again, we're not getting into details because it's a bit off the topic, but meisleis uh, means a retroactive tuma of 24 hours. Mepikida means if she checked herself now and uh, and had checked herself at some point in time earlier, the last time that she checked herself and found herself to be uh, clean, meaning no blood on the checking cloth that women use to, assume, to determine whether or not they're experiencing any blood sighting. So we assume that from immediately after her last checking, the blood fl- started flowing as she sees right now. So there would be retroactive tuma back to the last to the prior to the last previous checking. Uh, truth be told that all of that is, um, is side information. So if, if anyone feels that we didn't give a sufficient, sufficiently clear explanation, don't worry about it. That is really for Maseches Nida. But here we have to be, pay closer attention. A woman who converts, she cannot marry immediately. She has to wait three months in order for us to determine whether or not she's uh, pregnant. Rabbi Yossi says she can, uh, she can enter Erosin and Nisuin immediately. We're not suspicious of her having been impregnated. Well, what do we see over here? We see that, uh, that uh, the Gyoras, we assume that there was uh, impregnation uh, from, a, uh, from the guy. So how can you say in the Mishnah that the, the, the woman taken captive, there was no intimacy? Well, here we see that we do suspect intimacy. Omar lay. So uh, Rav Sheshes, to whom this problem had been, or I should say Rav Yosef, to whom this problem had been presented, Rav Yosef responds, what kind of question are you asking? Yores Karamis. You're raising a challenge to Rabbi position on Shvuya from a topic of Gioras of conversion. Gioras Lomintura A woman who converts, she wasn't careful about herself before the conversion. And before she converted, we assume that she had relations with uh, with Gentile men, and and now when she marries a we're not going to let her marry a Jewish man until we wait three months after, till after the conversion to determine whether or not she is pregnant or not. If she's pregnant with a with a with a child from the from the Gentile husband or the Gentile contact uh, or uh, or not. So that's as far as a gyo. She doesn't low mitra, She doesn't guard herself. She doesn't uh, keep herself away from intimacy. Therefore, she has to wait three months after the conversion before we let her get married. Shivuya, a Jewish woman that's taken into captivity, mitra nafsha. She'll. She's very careful. She watches herself. She. To, she's. She's careful to avoid. Uh, uh, to avoid uh, intimacy. Uh, 
so that with the case of the shur, there's already this built-in, uh, there's a built-in guarding factor that can lead Rebbe Yudah to say that she remains bekedushasa. Uh, she remains sanct- in her sanctity. The Gemara asks, "V'romi shvuya shvuya." Okay, so the issue between uh, Giyoras versus shvuya—that's a non-starter. But w- there's a problem regarding within the topic of captive women. We're now going to present a contradiction. The case of shvuya in the Mishnah, according to Yudah, was bekedushasa. And now we see a source which will seem to indicate otherwise. We have a list of women, but we dashed underline shvuya because that's our immediate concern. If they uh, were, uh, let's say, in, redeemed from the captivity uh, above three years of age, uh, this girl, uh, immediately after uh, her, uh, her uh, redemption from captivity, if she wants to get married, we're going to say, you have to wait three months. And this is Rabbi Yudah speaking. Rabbi says she can enter into a marital bond and consummate the marriage immediately. But we focus on Rabbi Yudah. Rebuta and Shvuya. In the Mishnah, uh, we saw Rebuta saying Shvuya She is not suspect of having into any intimacy. Here, the Shvuya, after her release from captivity, she wants to marry, she's got to wait three months because we do suspect that she had intimacy with the captors. This is a problem, Ishtik. So, uh, Rav Yosef uh, was silenced by this question. So he was then asked, do you have any tradition on this? Did you hear anything about this? I'll tell you what Rav Sheshes says about this. The case here that we have to um, insist on waiting three months, there, it's where she was seen to have had actual intimacy. It's no longer a case of just uh, uh, suspected intimacy. And there, Rabbi says, well, we don't suspect. Here we're talking about, we know there was, she was seen having had intimacy. Therefore, she has to wait three months before she can, in order for us to determine whether she was impregnated by that or not. If we saw, if she was seen having an act of intimacy, so why would Rabbi allow her to marry immediately? Well, she's going to marry immediately. Uh, seven months later, she might have a child who says that the child is from her her husband. It might be from the the child from the from the captors. It's a gentile father, and we we want to know. It's very important for us to be sure of who the father is. How can Rabbi therefore, if we saw her have an act of intimacy while in captivity, how can we allow her to marry immediately? You'll notice a house marking that appears on the side. We have a no say mivne heading. These represent Hezberim Lashitas Rabiosi, explanations of Rabiosi, Dematir Ashvi Luros Vinosimiyad, that allow her to enter marriage immediately. Isha Mezana, a woman who is involved with, uh, let's see, uh, extra uh, or uh, outside of marriage intimacy, Mezana, Isha Mezana, a woman who's involved with a harlotry, a harlotrous experience. Number one, Mishameshes Bemoch, one. Uh, approach is to say that she uses a, a, a type of contraceptive. It's moch is a piece of a highly absorbent soft fabric that she inserts into her female anatomy at that point, which would absorb any male seed. 
thereby preventing her from becoming impregnated. Number two, Mishapeches indicates a woman that immediately after the uh, harlotrous act or the uh, the non-husband-wife uh, relation intimacy, Mishapeches, she, she uh, flips her body around. In other words, she causes the male seed to be released, thereby preventing pregnancy from setting in. So we go back to our Gemara. If we're talking about a case of intimacy on the part of the captive woman that was witnessed, that was seen, why does Rabbi Yossi allow her to enter marriage immediately? Why don't? Why doesn't he take into consideration the possibility of, of her having been impregnated? Omar Rabba, Kosovar Rabbi Yossi, holds Isha Mizana Meshameshes B'Moich Shalotis Aber, a woman who is involved with a znus a harlotrous uh, act of intimacy uses a moch. We'll call it a contraceptive. In order that she does not become impregnated. Now, so that that is then supposedly Rabiosi's opinion in the source that we read above. Now, in the source that we read above, a number of different cases were featured. We didn't focus on them because we didn't need to at the time. But now, we go. we look back at the framed section where you saw Hagiores at the last word of the line, the beginning of that, that source, the most recent Tanaic source, there were three women listed. Giores, Shvuya, Shifcha. Uh, a Shifcha is a bondmaid that, um, that she can be released from her, from her servitude uh, by her being, uh, well, let's, say, let's say, buying her freedom out. Or, let, or let's maybe, let's say, if the, the, the owner can decide to free her. Uh, an owner makes the decision. There's also another possibility of her, of one of her limbs being knocked out, her, her eye, her tooth being knocked out, and she would instantly go free. And uh, when we speak about a bondmaid going free, it means she becomes a full-fledged Jew. Let's now continue with the Gemara. We raise a question. It's a long question. Bishlama Giyores, I can understand Rabiosi's approach to the convert convert woman, keeping the Daita Liguri since it's on her mind to convert. So Mintero Nafsha, she uh, she's careful not to have intimacy with uh, Gentiles. She's planning a conversion, and thereby, therefore Rabiosi can afford to let her immediately marry after her conversion. Shvuya nami de lo yodo hecho mamtula. The shvuya is also uh, in a state of um, uncertainty. She, uh, she doesn't know uh, where she'll be, where the captors will take her to sell her, and she's figuring she might be taken to a place where there are Jewish people that will redeem her, and she therefore is careful to use a moch, and that you can see in in Rashi. So the Shvui also, we can understand Rabiosi's opinion. Shifcha Nami, the bondmaid, Deshoma Mipi Mora, she hears that her, her master is considering to, uh, her release and therefore will be careful um, not to have uh, relations with, uh, with the other men, uh, which is um, generally speaking by a characteristic of the bondmaid slave uh, lifestyle. But uh, this particular shifcha hears her master is planning her uh, to release her, so she'll be careful not to become impregnated. Michael 
the bondmaid who uh, experiences the loss of a uh, tooth or an eye because her master knocked it out, which the Torah provides for her immediate freedom and, be, and thereby becoming Jewish, what, what, how, how is it that regarding that case of Shifcha, that's a, another, it's a form of Shifcha Shinishtachra. Shichur HaShifcha is the freeing of the Shifcha through this method. What are you going to say about that? Up till that point, she didn't know that she was going to be released and she was leading the loose Shifcha lifestyle. The Chitemol Kol You might say that, in fact, when, it, when things happen Memela, without planning, they happen immediately. Shrab did not present his lenient opinion. Hare Anusa Mefuta de Memela, a case of a woman's uh, raped or seduced, which are things that are not planned. Rabbi Yossi Matir, we're focusing on Rabbi Yossi, he says he's allowing they can enter marriage immediately. And even though over there also, uh, there's, isn't there a suspicion that she's been impregnated by the other, by the rapist? And we, wouldn't we want to know who the father is? And uh, yet Rabbi Yossi doesn't seem to be concerned with that. So, how do you um, explain Rabbi Yossi's allowance with regard to these situations of, uh, of, of, of we'll call it immediate, uh, um, say immediate uh, change of events, and he allows an immediate, uh, immediate uh, marriage uh, to suggest that uh, she, uh, she takes precautionary measures is, is, is not something we can say in these cases of the of the shifcha that yitzah b'shein va'ayin, nor in the case of the anusar mefuta, what, what precautionary measures uh, uh, the the contraceptive moch thing? Uh, how how would you explain it over here? Ela Omar Rabba, a second approach to Rabbi Yossi, because Rabbi Yossi isha mizana, a woman who's involved with uh, harlotry, type relations, intimacy. Misapeches, she flips over immediately after the act. She'll uh, she'll jerk her body. She'll flip over to prevent her from becoming impregnated. So she's not impregnated. She she hasn't been impregnated, even though she had intimacy with all these different kind of possibilities we mentioned above. We can let her marry, and the husband, upon a birth uh, seven months later or nine months later, the the husband can be sure that this is his own child. Vidach Rebuda, who seemed to be hesitant, why does he not uh, agree with Rebusi? Chayshinon Shema Lo Nevcha Yofa Yofa. Rebuda is not is suspicious that maybe the flipping over uh, isn't done sufficiently well, and uh, therefore there is the suspicion of pregnancy. So Rebuda takes into the consideration the the possibility that the flipping over was not reliable enough, a means of preventing the pregnancy.